Who's up for some mischief? I'm honestly so stoked to do whatever we're doing. Perhaps a little looting? Gold bars and mass, turquoise, jade, other precious stones. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Monday, January 29th. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. There's a battle for the top spot at the box office, a very slow one at that. Weekend estimates have Jason Statham's The Beekeeper and the Mean Girls movie musical apart by a little over $130,000. The Beekeeper at $7.42 million, with Mean Girls at $7.299 million. Wonka is in third with $5.9 million, Migration in fourth with 5.1, and Anyone But You rounds out the top five with $4.8 million. How happy is Pharrell Williams that his life is getting the Lego treatment? Very. Focus Features has partnered with Williams and the Lego Group on a forthcoming movie titled Piece by Piece, which tells the musician's story in, quote, a Lego world where anything is possible. The film, which is slated to open October 11th, is being directed by Morgan Neville, whose previous credits include the documentaries 20 Feet from Stardom, Won't You Be My Neighbor, and Roadrunner, a film about Anthony Bourdain. So You Think You Can Dance has found a new judge to replace Nigel Lithgow, and the show didn't have to look very far. Fox announced Friday that Jojo Siwa will return to the judging panel for season 18 after previously serving as a judge on season 17 of the reality competition program. 20-year-old Siwa, who also competed on season 30 of rival dance competition series Dancing with the Stars, will join judges Allison Holker, the choreographer and former So You Think You Can Dance All-Star, and Maxim Chmerkovsky, another Dancing with the Stars alum who recently appeared on The Traders as well. Lithgow had been slated to reprise his duties for season 18, but the longtime judge and series co-creator stepped down earlier this month in the wake of sexual assault claims in two separate lawsuits, one from Paula Abdul and the other from two female former contestants on the reality show All-American Girl. Lithgow denies the allegations. And former Real Housewives of New Jersey star Caroline Manzo is suing Bravo and its affiliated companies over an alleged sexual misconduct incident involving former Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star Brandi Glanville that took place last year while filming The Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. According to documents reviewed by EW, Manzo claims that during filming of season 14 of the Housewives spinoff series, the network would, quote, regularly ply the Real Housewives cast with alcohol, cause them to become severely intoxicated, and then direct, encourage, and or allow them to sexually harass other cast members because that is good for ratings. Both Manzo and Glanville left the series before production concluded. People magazine previously reported that insiders alleged Glanville kissed Manzo multiple times during a party without her consent. Representatives for Bravo, Peacock, and NBC Universal, which are all named as defendants due to their involvement with the show, did not immediately respond to EW's request for comment. Reps for Warner Brothers and Shed Media declined to comment. Reps for Glanville also did not immediately respond to EW's request for comment. However, a rep did provide this statement to page six. 
While filming, Brandy followed what the producers asked of her, and there was no sexual assault. She is innocent of these absurd allegations that have weighed on her mental and physical health for far too long without a word of support from Peacock, Shed, or Bravo. This painful storytelling seems endless and needs to stop. She is looking to move on and upward and get her life back. For more on all of these stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head on over to EW.com. It is week two on The Bachelor, today's number three pick, and you know what that means, Rose Lovers? Date time! Instant fan favorite Daisy gets the first one-on-one date of the season, and The Bachelor is clearly smitten with the 28-year-old from Minnesota. Have a listen to EW's exclusive preview. All right, so we are at the Beach Life Ranch. Okay. And not only are we going to the festival today, we also... Have all feeling ready to go, we can do it. Yeah. Let's you good? Do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Today I'm going on the first one-on-one with Joey. I'm honestly so stoked to do whatever we're doing. Perfect. Thank you, Thank you guys. No. Cheers. I'm feeling great. I'm just really excited around Daisy right now. Well, on the date, Daisy, who suffered profound hearing loss as a teenager, struggles to decide when to tell Joey about her cochlear implant. I definitely had to do some dancing around my cochlear implant, and I don't want to tell him right now because it's just not the right, like, moment. Meanwhile, a competitive group date gets messy, and two women clash before the second rose ceremony. Episode 2 of The Bachelor airs tonight at 8 on ABC. Number 2 Real-life mysteries aren't limited to true crime. History's Greatest Mysteries is back for its fifth season, digging into the profound and alluring unsolved mysteries of history. The season opens with host Lawrence Fishburne leading an exploration of Montezuma's lost treasure, tracing the mystery of an Aztec king's missing loot. It inspired a continent-spanning treasure hunt. But how big of a treasure exactly are we talking about? Here's a preview. Like any conqueror, Montezuma plunders treasure from the lands he captures. He was looting from these other states all kinds of treasures, gold bars and masks, turquoise, jade, other precious stones. And they kept them there at Tenochtitlan. In the Aztec world, nothing is valued like gold. Among Aztecs, gold was seen as almost a divine item. It had a connection to divinity. In fact, it was essentially called the excrement of the gods. This means this is what comes from the gods, and in a sense as they're digesting their power and turning it into a gift for us. A gift of beauty, a gift of great color, a gift associated with the sun. We don't know exactly how much wealth, how much treasure, how much gold Montezuma had. We know it was there, it was represented in people's clothing, it was represented in the art. Estimations are a guess, but do go as high as the billions. But just as Montezuma reaches the height of his power, a threat appears at the edge of his empire. Well, in addition to Montezuma's misplaced booty, the new season will explore the hunt for the real Garden of Eden, the lost treasure of the Knights Templar, and the Shroud of Turin. The new season starts tonight at 9 on the History Channel. 
trivia. It's trivia time. Lawrence Fishburne was part of the absolutely stacked cast of 1995's Higher Learning. In that movie, he says the line, Welcome to the real world. He would more famously say that exact same line again in which movie years later? Event Horizon, John Wick Chapter 4, or The Matrix? Stick around for the answer, as well as today's number one pick, What to Watch. We'll be right back. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. Schindler's List, Les Miserables, Kinsey, Batman Begins, Star Wars. Liam Neeson has had a lot of great roles through the years, but it was this week in entertainment history that we got our first taste of the occasionally unhinged Brian Mills, the menacing protagonist of Taken, who gave us this deeply memorable speech. Have a listen. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you are looking for a ransom, I can tell you I don't have money. But what I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. If you let my daughter go now, that'll be the end of it. I will not look for you. I will not pursue you. But if you don't, I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Well, you can argue about what is Neeson's most iconic role, but that may be his most iconic line. Taken arrived in theaters this week back in 2009. The movie is available to stream on Netflix. Almost 40 years later, We Are the World might bring to mind the many parodies that have been done over the years. But at the time of its release, it was a groundbreaking recording. Our number one pick today is The Greatest Night in Pop, a new documentary produced by the song's co-writer, Lionel Richie, that goes behind the scenes of the making of We Are the World, a song that in 1985 brought together some of the world's biggest musicians for just one day. That's all the time they had to record the song. From Michael Jackson to Bob Dylan, Stevie Wonder to Cyndi Lauper, We Are the World was a who's who of modern music that wound up raising millions for famine relief in Africa, winning a pair of Grammys, and became one of the best-known songs of a generation. Here's the trailer for the documentary. One, two. We are the world. greatest artists of a generation came together to save some lives. Must be in a dream, huh? Hello, hello. But we only had one night to get this right. Let's get this party started. I received this call from Harry Belafonte, and he wants to do some kind of a song for famine relief in Africa. Basically what he said was, I need you. We just thought we'd pull together as many artists as we could and figure it out. It was just a wish list. He said yes without knowing who was going to be on it. 
Bob Dylan. Stevie Wonder. Paul Simon. Cindy Lauper. Bette Midler. Billy Joel. Steve Perry. Willie Nelson. I think we have Tina. Sheila E. Diana Ross. Everybody was there. I'm at the house with Michael writing the song. He hums every part. Tapes and tapes of just layered and layered of him humming. There was tremendous pressure. Stevie wouldn't call me back. And the recording was in a couple of days. We now have a template with mumbles and no words. What do we want to do? We're talking to the world, so we have to talk this out. Well, that history-making recording is reassessed with archival footage, as well as interviews with the musicians who were there. The Greatest Night in Pop is available to stream now on Netflix. And finally today, the answer to our trivia question. In the 1995 film Higher Learning, Lawrence Fishburne says the line, Welcome to the real world. He famously says that line again in which other film? Event Horizon, John Wick Chapter 4, or The Matrix? Well, while the line from Higher Learning isn't particularly well-remembered, everyone remembers Morpheus greeting Neo with those words as the latter was pulled out of The Matrix in, well, The Matrix. And that is it for our show today. We will have more news and musty picks for you tomorrow, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm executive editor Jared Hall. You can find us on X, formerly known as Twitter, at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day. This episode of What to Watch was written by Dustin Nelson, Kristen Baldwin, and EW staff, edited by Sammy Junio, and hosted and produced by Jared Hall. What to watch.